Today on Awaken to Grace, we continue our study of Joshua chapter 2. We're looking at the life of a very special woman in the Bible named Rahab. Rahab was not an Israelite. She was not of the family of God. Rahab was a pagan prostitute who came to faith. And today I want to study her life because she's not only mentioned in the book of Joshua, she's mentioned throughout the rest of the Bible. She's even in the lineage of Jesus. She was an ancestor to the Lord Jesus Christ. And you know what we're learning in this sermon today? If Jesus was not embarrassed to have a pagan prostitute in his family history, then you know what, my friend? Jesus is not embarrassed by you. He's not embarrassed by your past or by your sins. No, we're learning about redemption today, and that's why I'm calling it the Scarlet Thread Household Salvation. Not only was Rahab saved in Jericho, her entire household was saved. If you're someone that you have prodigals in your family, if you're someone that maybe you feel like you are on an island, Maybe you feel secluded. Maybe you feel isolation because your family is not born again. Well, friends, there is great hope for you today in this sermon. Learn what it is about household salvation. I hope you enjoy today's edition of Awakened to Grace. Rahab had nothing in common with Sarah. But how many of you know faith always makes the ground level? The ground is always level at the foot of the cross, amen? That's why Peter said in 2 Peter chapter 1, to those who have obtained a faith of equal standing to ours, Peter is saying, for those of you who are washed in the blood of Christ, for those of you that your sins are truly forgiven, for those of you that are born again, and you are authentically following Jesus Christ, Peter said, us, the great apostles who we put up here, Peter says, no, 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 no. You have a faith of equal standing to ours. Not because you're good, not because you're spiritual, not because you're this or that, but only one reason. Peter says, to those who have a faith of equal standing to ours because of the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Do you see that? It's the righteousness of Jesus that makes you clean, that makes me clean. It's the righteousness of Jesus that makes us worthy to stand before God, nothing else. Only the righteousness of Jesus. And friends, Rahab experienced this kind of righteousness. For see, what she had was not just a faith. It was not a religious faith. It was not some kind of philosophy faith. It was not a belief in something. Let me tell you you a radio program that I would highly recommend you listen to. It's been around since 1950, and to this day, they're making broadcasts. 
that I think they're right now on episode 3,600 and something. It's called Unshackled. Anyone ever listen to Unshackled? Yeah, some of you have. Oh, let me tell you how special it is. Unshackled is produced by the Pacific Garden Mission in Chicago. Pacific Garden Mission is the longest running rescue shelter in America. They've been going since 1877. And their doors are open day and night. And every day they house nearly a thousand men, women, and children. And they see life change after life change. Well, they produced this radio program of dramatized, true life stories of people who have had their life changed by an encounter of Jesus and have repented of their sins and seen their life changed. It's my favorite program to listen to. And last night I was listening to a story of a man named Jeff Austin. It's their latest broadcast, I believe. And I was listening to his story... And he was sharing how uh, before he met Jesus, he had taken a portion of this religion and a portion of that religion and a portion of this religion. See, drugs had ruined his life. He went through rehab. It didn't take. There wasn't anything he could do to kick the addiction. And his life had just spiraled out of control. And it seemed as though there was no hope for him. And the only hope he thought he had was religion. And so he took multitudes of religion. He took Buddhism and he took all these other things and he took a portion of each, even Christianity. And he tried to just bring religion into his life, but he found that was even more empty. And it wasn't until one day he was listening to the audio version of the Bible and he heard the story of doubting Thomas. And it was then through that scripture that the Lord put faith In Jeff's heart to believe in Jesus Christ, to really put his hope, to really put his trust, and to repent of his sins. And from that day, Jeff has been a different person, amen? He was saved. He was changed. As the program says, he was unshackled. My friends, there is a difference between religious faith and saving faith. And what Rahab had was a saving faith. Now, was she perfect? No. Hear this new believer. Watch her conversation with the two spies. So you can read the chapter for yourself. The men of Jericho find out that foreigners had come to spy out the land and that they had been to Rahab's Motel 6. They barge in and say, the men have been here, where are they? And this woman who's putting her faith in God still has a bit of a lying problem. (laughs) And she can lie quite effectively. And she says, well, it's true. Two men came here, but I didn't know where they were from. Lie number one. (laughs) I didn't know what they were doing, and I don't know where they went. Before the gates shut for the night, they went out the gates. If you go pursue them, you'll overtake them. Go get them. Boy, she's good. She could really tell a tale. When they left, she went up to the roof where she had hid them. 
Now, before we judge her too harshly for her lying, now, because this is recorded in the Bible, does this mean that God approved of her lying? No. No more than he approved of King David's lying. No more than he approved of Abraham and Sarah's great lie. No more than he approves of your lying or mine. So let's don't be too harsh on Rahab. So she goes up and she tells the spies, and watch this, watch this. Say amen if you're with me right now. I know it's spring forward Sunday, but we're going we're gonna to get something out of this. Listen to what she tells the spies. We know that the Lord's with you. When we heard how God dried up the Red Sea, when we heard of all the victories that God has given you, all the kings that you've overthrown, listen to what she said. She even named them by name. And watch what she says. When we heard these things, there was no spirit left in any man in Jericho. And then watch what she says. She knew that the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of Israel was a personal God. For notice what she says. Your God. (laughs) Look at the faith that she had. Your God has given you the land. And I know this. Your God has given you the land. And not only is he the God of this earth, but notice what she says. He's the God of heaven above and the earth beneath. Do you know what stands out to me, my friends? This pagan prostitute, this pagan prostitute woman had more faith than the ten spies who scouted out the land. Isn't that unbelievable? She believed more in who God was and the promises that he made than even what the 10 spies who were supposed to believe God. Can you see why their sin was such a great offense to the God Almighty? That a pagan prostitute would have more faith than his own people would have. I don't want to be in that boat. No, it was God who put faith in her heart like that. And so she asked the spies, I know that your God's going to give you the land for he's the God of the heavens above, the earth beneath. What can I do to be saved? How can I be rescued? And they made a covenant that night there in Motel 6 of Jericho. They made a covenant And listen to what the spies told her to do. Take this scarlet thread or this scarlet rope or this scarlet cord. Why was it scarlet? (laughs) Because there are no mistakes with God. There are no coincidence with God. What was God going to show for generations to come? It's only by the blood. Amen. And they make a covenant. And the spies say, take this scarlet thread, this scarlet rope, this scarlet cord, and hang it out your window. And when God gives us Jericho, have your whole household, 
your mother, your father, your brothers, your sisters, and all who belong to them. Have them in your house and they'll be saved. Wow. So she lets them out the window. They escape. They go and they report to Joshua all that had happened. And they said, surely the Lord is with us. We're going to take the land. But you know what? That's not the end of Rahab's story. Let me tell you a couple more pieces of her story and then I'm finished today. Rahab is going to be mentioned again in in Joshua chapter 6 when the walls collapse in Jericho. When we reach that portion of our study, I'll tell you a great deal about the walls of Jericho. A lot about the walls. Archaeologists have told us a lot. But when those walls fell flat, they could still see that scarlet thread. She and her whole household were saved. And you know what the end of Joshua 6 tells us? Is that Rahab, this was written in Joshua's day, and it says, and to this day, Rahab lives in Israel. Friends, she was adopted in to the family of God. This pagan prostitute who had no future, who would have ended up in hell, who would have never known the love of the Lord, God adopted into his family. Now let me tell you something stunning if you don't know this. If you go to Matthew chapter 1, there's a few women mentioned in the genealogy of Jesus Christ. Now that in itself is unbelievable. Because see, in the days, in the Roman days that the Bible was written, do you know that women were never mentioned in genealogies? Women were treated so poorly. They were given no rights. They were given no voice. They at times were seen less than second-class citizens. But do you know, friends, it is the Bible that elevates women. Read Proverbs 31. It is Christianity that elevates women. It is God who elevates women. And so in the genealogy of Jesus Christ, literally in his family history, do you know who we find? Rahab the prostitute. In the very family lineage of Jesus Christ, the Messiah, is this foreign prostitute. (laughs) You know what that tells me? That if Jesus Christ gets glory and is not embarrassed by a prostitute from Jericho being in his family background, then friends, he is not embarrassed to have you or I in his family history. He's not embarrassed to claim us. No matter what our failures have been, no matter what our past has been, no matter what mistakes are in our past, let me tell you, Jesus Christ is able to forgive it and is able to move past it. For he has Rahab, the harlot, in his family lineage. Is that not a story of grace? 
Is that not a trophy of grace today that Jesus would include Rahab in his family lineage? I don't know about you, but that absolutely staggers me. And what it tells me is what God did in Rahab, he does in us. A few weeks ago, we were studying the Living Stones passage out of Peter in our small group. And I love that passage that the Bible calls us living stones. When I would go to Cairo, Egypt to preach, I would tell the people, I'm not here to see the dead stones of the pyramids. I'm here to see the living stones of Jesus Christ. And they would smile so beautifully. And they're precious people and the people of God. And so we were studying this passage of the living stones and it's then that I came across, I didn't know this, in Solomon's day when they built the temple. They didn't want any noise going on around the Ark of the Covenant, the presence of the Lord, so they went off-site into the rock quarries to hew the stones for the temple. And when they transported them back, miraculously, they fit together. (laughs) And we, the body of Christ, the living stones, we fit together building up the body of Jesus Christ. And in the same way, and just like the Lord did in Rahab, the Lord does for us today, what Jesus Christ does is He goes to the rock quarry of sin and there He chooses stones for Himself. Living stones among the rock quarries of sin. And he hews us out. And he claims us for himself. And he's not embarrassed by you. He's not ashamed of you. And you may be embarrassed by your past. You may be ashamed of who you've been. Or maybe even who you are today. But let me tell you, Jesus Christ is not ashamed of you today. For he's went to the rock quarry of sin. And he has hewed us out for his own glory, for his own possession, for his own salvation. And that's what he did for Rahab. And that's what he'll do for you. So today, maybe you're like Rahab. Maybe there's nothing special about you. Nothing special about where you're headed or who you've been. But maybe what's really special about you is God has put faith in your heart. Not a religious faith. But maybe right now, even while I'm preaching, God is putting a saving faith in your heart. And the Holy Spirit is telling you, you're mine because I chose you, because I want you. Let's stand with our heads bowed. And our eyes closed. Holy Spirit, will you minister to every heart in this moment? Every heart in the building, every heart listening online, even those who will listen years from this date of 2020. Minister to our hearts, Holy Spirit. I don't know where you are with the Lord. 
but I know where God wants to be with you today. Could it be that even this morning, God has found you in the the rock quarry of sin? Maybe even as early as last night, you've been in sin, but yet Jesus is seeking you, drawing you, and that's why you're here today. It's called the Holy Spirit's drawing you. Will you surrender today? Will you yield? Will you surrender your life once and for all and say, Jesus Christ, I'm yours. If that's you today, listen, I'm blind as a bat, my friends. I can't see you. But the Lord sees you today. Oh, he knows you. He knows you so well. And he's pursuing you. He wants your story to be Rahab's story. I want to invite you, my friend, whoever I'm preaching to, male or female, I want to invite you to this altar this morning. We have people right now who want to come pray with you. Right now who will come pray with you. Will you slip out of your seat, walk to this altar, and say, Jesus Christ, I give myself to you today. You found me, Lord. (laughs) You found me. You finally found me. Make me yours. Slip out of your seat right now. Come right now and yield to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Yield to him. Move in faith. Move in faith. Oh God, I thank you for Rahab's story. I thank you, God, that her story is our story. It is indeed a story of grace. Thank you, God, that you rescued us. You didn't leave us in Jericho. You didn't leave us in our sin. You didn't leave us to a a future of hopelessness. But no, you came. You came. You came. You came. You came and you rescued. You came and you rescued. So today we put our faith in you. We put our trust in you. We put our confidence in you. Asking you to give us your great grace. Your great grace. And turn Rahab's into people of faith today. And now, God, I want to pray for our families. If you're here this morning or online and you have have family that are not saved, brothers, sisters, father, mother, spouse, children, grandchildren, aunts, uncles, cousins, nieces, nephews. Believe God today. Father, you saved, you rescued Rahab's whole household. You saved, Lord, in the book of Acts, Lydia, you saved her whole household. The Philippian jailer, Lord God, you saved his whole household. Crispus in the book of Acts, you saved his whole household. And God, may you save our entire household. Lord, we hold to your promises. Bring salvation in the coming weeks, in the coming months. Bring household salvation to us, Lord God. Household salvation. And I thank you, Lord God, for what you're doing. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. Thank you for the triumph. 
and salvation that is ours in the name of Jesus. Thank you that you always lead us in triumphal procession. We give you honor and we give you glory in the name of Jesus. Amen. Have you signed up for my weekly devotional email? Every Tuesday, I send out a devotion that will help you grow in your faith. Go to my website, awakentograce.com, scroll to the bottom of the page, and when you sign up and submit your email, you'll get a direct message from me every Tuesday. Sign up today at awakentograce.com.